Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Well, thanks for joining us once again on the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Walter Sterholt here with David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors, office in Overland Park. But you can find us anywhere in the world on Cover Your Assets KC com and listen to the podcast and all your favorite apps. We have a, another great show on the way today. We'll jump right into things today, David, as it's in a continuation of part one of our conversation about New Year's resolutions for 2022. We talked about three good ones on last week's episode. So if you haven't heard those yet, go back and listen to the previous episode. We talked about calculating your scorecard, making sure that you had your net worth statement done for the year paying down credit card debt, and building an emergency fund as your first three New Year's resolutions. David, let's pick it up there. What else can we be working on as we start the year? Yeah, so number four is, um, you know, pretty timely. It would be to increase your retirement savings. What's in my brain is increase your retirement savings at work. And so the thought there is you can't spend what you don't actually receive in your checking account. So make sure when your employer deposits your check, they don't deposit any extra money. So here's what you'd want to do. You just, at a minimum, log into your company's 401k plan and increase your percentage. Maybe last year you were putting away 6% of your earnings. Well, move it to 7. Maybe last year you were at 10. Well, move it to 11. Uh, your maximum, if you're under 50 years old, you can put 20500 bucks in there this year. If you're over 50, you can put $27,000 away. That doesn't include if your company happens to provide a match that's over and above the amounts I just mentioned. So each year, you would like to get to a point where you can incrementally increase that one, two, maybe you had a really good year and you can go up three or 4%. But each year, just make sure that you're increasing that savings percentage of what you bring home. No 401k, no problem. Because you can get an IRA, if if you don't work at a company with a 401k, you might be self-employed. You can set up an IRA at any number of brokerages, but you're probably going to get one at either Fidelity, Schwab, or TD Ameritrade. And what they're happy to do is set up a systematic or an automatic withdrawal from your checking account. They just come and get, let's just say, 500 bucks a month because the 500 bucks a month translates into $6,000 a year. And if you're under 50, that's the most you can put into an IRA. If you're over 50, then you can put seven grand in. So that would be 580 bucks a month. Either way, what you'd like to do is to make sure that it is a systematic process. I think about um, giving money to my church. And if you don't go 52 weeks a year and you write a check every time you're there, <laughs> well, if you only show up half the time and you get to the end of the year and you're like, oh man, I told him I was going to give this, but I've only given half of that. Now I got to dig deep and find the rest of it. Well, that's kind of the same thing with feathering your own nest for retirement. So if you can do it once a month, maybe you get paid twice a month and you have the custodian, Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, come and get money out of your checking account twice a month. They don't care. It doesn't cost you anything. There's no fee involved in getting that set up. So it's really a matter of getting that so that it's automatic or systematized 401k, IRA, it doesn't matter. The dollar amounts might be different. But just make sure that you're doing it on a regular basis so you don't get to the end of the year and think, oh my gosh, how am I going to write 
that big of a check. I know exactly One what little you're extra talking benefit. about, David, that, that sense of you were supposed to do X and then you slipped a little bit throughout the year and you get to the end of the year and still want to fulfill that commitment and go, oh, <laughs> exactly. It's just really, really hard. And it, it's too big of a hill for most people to climb. So it doesn't get climbed. So doing it all along the way is a really, really great idea. One more thing. If you're, if you're behind, let's say that you're functionally retired, but you have a part-time job. Good news is you can still contribute to an IRA or a Roth IRA in retirement as long as you have earned income. So arguably, it's never too late. Know the rules and get something set up so that it's um, systematic for you. Very good. Another one in the books, increase retirement savings resolution number four. All right, David, what's another New Year's resolution we can tackle in our finances this year? This is very much related to what we just talked about, and it's, it's more of a mindset uh, resolution than actually doing something. But I'm going to call it save as much as you can as early as you can. So I think that your minimum goal to get to basically anybody's retirement state that they want to get to, their status they want to get to, your minimum goal should be to save 10% of what you make all the years of your working life. It's never too late to start, but this illustration I'm getting ready to go through will illustrate that why starting early and being consistent is so incredibly important. So I mentioned in the, in the previous resolution that the most you can contribute to an IRA if you're under 50 this year is six grand. So let's say that over the working years, that amount never increased. It was just at six grand a year forever. And that's 500 bucks a month. Let's assume that the, that the investment you put that in grew at 7% a year. It might be eight, might be five, but I had to pick a number, so I chose seven. And let's assume that you want to retire at age 65. So here's the example. If you start doing that $6,000 a year contribution that grows at 7% a year, if you start at age 45, then by age 65, you're going to have 260 grand in that account, which is pretty good. But if you start 10 years earlier at age 35, instead of 260 grand, you're going to have $610,000 in that account. Wow. Just by more, starting 10 more, years earlier. More than, more than double. More than double. And even better news is if you start right out of the gate when you're 25 years old and you save the same six grand a year, grows at 7% a year, that ends up being a million three instead of the 610,000 or the 260,000. It absolutely positively proves what Albert Einstein called the eighth wonder of the world, which he called compound interest. The longer you have this money working for you, your, your money is an asset. It's making money for you while you sleep, but it's so important to start early and to be consistent. If you're late to the game, that's fine. Make sure you start right now. But the goal here, without making yourself feel like you're, <laughs> nobody wants to feel totally deprived, right? Everybody wants to feel like they're living a good life. But what you'd most like to do is get to the point as soon as you can, where you start saving for your retired life, not to the necessarily the, to the detriment of what you're doing today, just set your lifestyle so that that's six grand a year or 16 grand a year or 26 grand a year, whatever it is in your world, 
You set that aside methodically, automatically, for as long as you can. And that's what's going to get you and your net worth statement to something that meets or exceeds your expectations when you're in your late 50s, early 60s, early 70s, and you'll probably end up leaving a nice legacy for the next generation that comes after you. Life is uh, all about balance, especially when we kind of talk about these sorts of topics, David, and I find that this is definitely one that's worth thinking about deeply yourself and having that conversation with a loved one in, in depth, uh, you know, significant other, making sure you're on the same page or if you have different perspectives, finding a good middle ground there because, yeah, it's a balance between saving for the future but also not forgetting to live in the moment a little bit, right, and enjoy kind of what you're doing now. The same thing that you probably have that conversation about giving, right? Do we want to give as we go? Or just when we pass away, pass it all on then? And, you know, or do you want to enjoy seeing maybe some of your funds being used in charitable ways while you're still alive? That, that conversation can have very, on a micro level and also the macro level, but it's a good conversation to have throughout. Absolutely. It's, and, and the answers are different for everybody. But the important thing is, as you just stated, to have the conversation with the people that are important to you and then to actually make the decisions, move forward and be consistent. Well, David, if we implemented five of the six that we've covered so far, New Year's resolutions in our lives, uh, I don't think there's any doubting we'd all be way better off financially if we could execute these things. But uh, let's throw one more into the mix. What's our final resolution for 2022? Well, the, the last one is something that could cause the entire structure, your financial house, to come crumbling down. And so I've labeled it protect your family from catastrophic risk. In other words, cover your assets. <laughs> and so, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, so I've divided that up into three different pieces. But frankly, the one that is probably the biggest impact is also the least likely. But that is boils down to making sure that you have life insurance coverage for the people who are insurable in your life. So here's my view of life insurance, and and there are there are finan- really good financial advisors that will take issue with this. But my view has always been buy term insurance and invest the difference. Now, there are super intelligent advisors that will tell you to buy permanent insurance. And that's just a debate we can all have. My view is I like to separate my insurance piece from my investment piece and not get those commingled. So here's my thing. If you buy term insurance, it is super, super cheap. What I've usually done in my life is buy 20-year term life insurance. The premium stays exactly the same month to month to month to month for 20 years. Super cheap. 40-year-old male, if you want a million bucks worth of coverage, it costs about 60 bucks a month. If you're a 30-year-old male, a million bucks costs about 42 bucks a month. If you're female, it's going to be cheaper because the actuaries would tell you that women are going to live longer. So it's a super cheap way to cover your family if you were to happen to die unexpectedly. Why is it so cheap? Because it's really unlikely (laughs) that you're going to die. But if you do, it's super devastating financially and and otherwise. It's super devastating emotionally to your family, but it can be super devastating financially to your family, to your kids who might want to go to college. Uh, Your spouse might not want to have to go back into the workforce. So there are really good calculators we've talked about in this podcast previously that I'm not going to get into that will tell you, well, how much should I have based on my financial picture? 
you want to size that appropriately and you want to make sure that you get it in place and that you evaluate it as your net worth goes up, as your earnings go up, the amount of coverage you would need goes up too. So life insurance, my version of that is buy term insurance and invest the difference. So that's super important protection for your family. What about though something that's a higher probability than actually dying? And that would be becoming disabled. So disability insurance is really important. And if, if you work at a, at a company, modest size to large size, you're probably offered that in your benefit package. And it's super important coverage. If you're not, or if you're self-employed, you should look into having disability coverage. Disability is statistically more probable than dying. The problem with it is if you become disabled, you're likely to have lots of medical bills and probably a reduced ability to earn the income that you've been used to earning. So that creates a kind of a perfect storm for a family of having higher bills and not enough income to pay them. And it can really throw your financial future off track. Typically how disability insurance works is you either get maybe 50% of your, of your pre-disability income or 60% or 70% of earnings you get paid that while you are disabled. And those benefits almost always come to you tax-free, which is why you really don't need 100% of your pre-disability earnings because you're not paying anybody any taxes. So disability insurance, make sure that you've got that where you want it with your employer. If you're self-employed, make sure you check into that because becoming disabled is a higher probability than losing your life early. So protect it all. We'll end it on that note of cover your assets as point number six and resolution number six to implement in 2022. David, great breakdown of all of those resolutions. Again, if you missed the first episode of this conversation, go back, listen to that initial part of the checklist, and that'll help fill you in on some of the gaps. Uh, but you can certainly get a lot out of that initial episode that um, you know we, we alluded to a couple times in today's show. But get the full details by going back and listening to part one of this conversation and implement even just a couple of these things, and you'll be well on your way to a better financial 2022. If you have any questions for David about something we talked about during this two-part series or something else that's on your mind about retirement, finances, and the like, reach out. Go to CoverYourAssetsKC.com. Get in touch with us through the website. You can email David directly at ddickens at kcfa.com, or you can give him a call at 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. And we'll put contact info in the show notes section of today's program so it's easy for you to find. David, really appreciate all the help and the guidance on these first two episodes of the year. And I know we've got lots of great topics coming up the rest of the year as well. We do. I I actually have received a couple of really good questions from the first three of these resolutions. So maybe for next week, we'll do a round of um, listener questions and and see if we can do a a few um, clarifications on that. So if if you have anything from this week, make sure you get those in. Give us a little bit of time to prepare and um, we'll try to answer your questions on on air. Well, you know, those are my favorite episodes, David. So glad that those are queued up and ready to go for next time. In the meantime, thank you to David. Thank you to you for listening to today's show. And we'll talk to everybody again next week, right back here on the Cover Your Assets KC Podcast. 
Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.